On this episode of Tell Me What You Know, we're venturing into the world of NFTs, non-fungible tokens. This is yet another crypto-related topic that people between the ages of 16 and 35 are discussing as the next big thing. It leaves most of us asking, what exactly is an NFT, and why are people spending so much money on them? Is this new technology the next form of digital art? Will it save the music and entertainment industry? Or is this simply the latest tulip bubble that will pop and leave 24-year-olds staring at a USB stick full of overpriced JPEGs? Come get educated on this abbreviation I'm sure you're seeing everywhere. I guarantee at the end of the episode, you'll be able to define fungible. Also, please purchase each of our episodes as a newly released NFT. They'll be worth big money someday. Welcome to Tell Me What You Know. What's up, everybody? Today's Friday, March 19th, episode 7 of season 3 of Tell Me What You Know. Uh, we're talking about NFTs today. If you have been awake over the last couple of weeks, you've probably heard about NFTs. Uh, if you're smarter than me, you probably already know what they are. If you're like a lot of people, you're probably scratching your head a little bit. You know, w- when you brought this topic up, um, yeah, I didn't feel like there was it was being talked about a lot. And now I look everywhere I look people are talking about nfts yeah do do you feel like that for sure and i don't understand them enough to know like the staying power i mean you have like anything crypto is i'm not well versed in and this definitely has a crypto edge to it for sure um well i just couldn't tell almost feel like i mean bitcoin is going crazy right now right so that's yeah kind of proven itself but then I, there's, I, a f- there's a part of this that feels a little bit like, as Scott said, like tulip mania, where people are just going crazy over anything new, right? That's that's sort of what this feels like. This so this we'll, specifically. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll save our. I, go ahead. I, I well, I just couldn't tell if I like if I clicked on an article and then I just kept being fed articles about NFTs, which I'm sure is maybe true uh, to some extent. Yeah. But I, I didn't know if it was like if everybody else was seeing this stuff too. Yeah, I mean, if you're on Twitter, as much as I am, you've seen it all over the place. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of reached... Uh, it's definitely reached into sports, right? So that's really where I've seen a lot of it. But Yeah. Well, let's... For, for our listeners who don't know, and I think a lot... Do we learn any, Do we want to do anything that we learned this week? I'm fine oh. skipping it if you want to. I have uh, one, but <laughs> I, I have one, too. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's start there. Let's keep a little bit of structure to this, to this show right. here. Sounds good. You need a little bit of integrity. Go ahead. What did, what did you... Okay. Yeah. I learned uh, I've, in all my science shows that I watch on YouTube now, mm-hmm. uh, I learned that potassium is called potassium because it comes from uh, the creation of pot ash. Do you know this? Like, no. Yeah. So like pot ash is what's created for fertilizer and gunpowder and... All these different things. So, so it used to be like if you if you would burn down some lumber, burn down a tree, mm-hmm. soak it in water, and then let the water evaporate, you're left with pot ash. Okay. And the main source, main ingredient in pot ash is an element, potassium, and that's why it's called potassium. Pot ash, potash, potassium. Yeah, no, I got it. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know. So I guess they that that was a practice they had, and then they realized there was whatever was left over was usable or something. So they just called it what it was based on what it came from. I mean, it's it's probably one of the most important inventions um, 
to ever be made. I mean, in terms of, uh, um, or like to be discovered. I mean, yeah. from from soap to uh, explosives yeah. to to uh, fertilizer. I mean, it's it's right. it's incredibly important. Um, but it's also naturally occurring in like bananas and shit too, right? I mean, that's the same shit. It, it's true, but yeah. not to the level that it can be mined, right? So gotcha. your body can use potassium electrolytes and all that kind uh-huh. of stuff. But um, great for cramps. Or to avoid cramps, I guess. Yes. Yeah. You got to keep keep the. Yeah, you don't want cramps. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I, I watched a video about that this morning, and uh, I don't know. I found it pretty interesting. You all right, man? What are you watching videos on where potassium came from? <laughs> I, it's this. It's it's this YouTube channel with like. It's in your algorithm now. Oh yeah, I I, I subscribe. Gotcha. Um, it's it's this like science guy. Um, he does really good videos on YouTube. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know. It's not Bill Nye. Okay. No, oh, he's science way, guy. He's so science much man. better than Bill Nye. I think the, the, the YouTube channel is like called Veritasium. Verita- uh, Where did that name come like from? That. I don't know. Oh. Uh, right. But it, it's it's not like – he's got like 7 million subscribers. It, it's like – it's one of those things you I feel like uh, I stumbled onto and then finding out that I'm like so late to the party. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the internet's just a – a lot, a lot of people are on the internet. Do you know that? It's vast. It's vast. <laughs> yes, there are a lot of people on the internet. And so a lot you of people learn? have a lot of people have interests that are like. Uh, it's crazy that some like the most random things will have you know millions of people following it. Anyway, yeah, it's kind of a lead in slightly to what we're talking right. about today. But but I want to hear what you learned. Um, I was reading up on this uh, video game publisher, Activision Blizzard. I guess they're studio and publisher. Anyway, uh, I learned that like a lot of big companies, their CEO seems to be a pretty big crook. They just recently had some of the best quarters they've ever had over the last five quarters or so, mostly because, you know, people have seen a boon in gaming just from people being stuck inside all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Activision Blizzard just laid off 190 ish employees while their CEO took a $200 million bonus. (laughs) That's, that feels fair. Feels a little bit like corporate greed. Not to go all Bernie Sanders on you, but yeah, that seems I mean, kind of crazy. Yeah, it feels like you could probably keep those people on and not give yourself two hundred million dollars. But hey, well, but, uh, listen, I can't like say that I'm a man. Like I'm not. I'm not one for the little man. I don't. I don't go out of my way to like help people stuff like that as much as I probably could. I'm more pissed off at these games that I play or like have game breaking bugs in them. This guy's making two hundred million dollar bonus. Fix your games, man, Bobby. <laughs> Fix your games, Bobby. That's what I care about. Yeah. I mean, it sucks those guys got laid off too. Of course, well, you but. would think the first thing you would do is not lay those people off, but it would be to fix the bugs. Right. Well, it sounds like you got some work to do, Bobby. Put an anti-cheat in there so people can't auto-aim headshot me. <laughs> <laughs> Getting sick of it. Uh, I just gave him $30 last night to buy a really cool gun skin too. <laughs> oh, see, oh, you're buying digital goods now. Yeah, it's kind of an NFT. Kind of an NFT, not really, because so, you you have to you have to use crypto to buy NFTs. Anyway, well, let's talk about NFTs. Sort of. Yes, let's do that, Michael. You want to kick us off and tell us, give us what you think they are. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, well, I think even before that, NFT okay. stands for what? Non fungible token. Non fungible token, and I yes. always thought that I would never hear or see the word fungible 
ever again since I graduated college and didn't have to go to like an econ class. Right. You know, like that, that seems like page eight on uh, econ. Oh, like uh, dollars are fungible. It's like, what yes. the hell are you talking about? So uh, in our research, do you know what fungible means? Right. Well, so like you said dollars are fungible. Uh, like bitcoins are fungible because they can be replaced. They can be exchanged with like another identical one for the same value. Right. Or so that, that has the same value. Right. That so they're, they're replaceable. Right. And so NFTs, on the other hand, are unique. They're one of a kind. They are not mutually interchangeable. Yeah. No two NFTs are the same. Right. So they're very unique. And they're all kept, well, they're the, they're the definition of unique, right? The definition of one unique. of a kind. Yeah. They're all kept on the blockchain ledger as well. Yes. Which everybody knows what that is. Right. <laughs> the simplest thing to understand so, of all time. So NFTs, non-fungible yes. tokens. Right. Okay. So as I understand it, you take this non-fungible token, so it's a unique token, or mm-hmm. in crypto terms, it's a code right. that requires some unbreakable code. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the word to, to use yeah. it. Yeah, unbreakable yeah. code that only allows you access and ownership to this digital thing. And that thing could be a piece of art, like a picture, or it could be, I, I mean, it sounds like it could, it could be, be a, anything it could be a, digital. It could be a clip of LeBron James dunking a basketball. Uh-huh. It could be uh, right now they're bidding on the NFT. They've turned Jack Dorsey's first tweet into an NFT, which, so I don't understand here. If you're anything like me and you're sitting at home, you're saying, why the hell would I spend $200,000 on a LeBron James dunk that I can go on YouTube and watch for free? Yes. And I hear you. <laughs> so I do too. But see, they see, say it's like a baseball card kind of, right? It's the only one of its kind. See, like this is where they sort of this is where they sort of lose me. Yeah. Because I I always hear people talk about, you know, equating it to art like a Picasso or mm-hmm. you can go take a picture of the Mona Lisa, but it's not the Mona Lisa. But it's not the Mona Lisa. Right. That I get, but it's not the Mona Lisa. Like it's, I, it's LeBron James dunking a basketball. Right. I, and if I, you think I, we're just using this as an example, right now they're bidding like hundreds of thousands of dollars for clips of LeBron James dunking a basketball and not like him doing it in like him doing it in like December of 2019. Right. Like early season two years ago. Just like a <laughs> highlight. It's just a highlight. Yeah. And yeah, what you're talking about is NBA top shots. Right. And this is sort of like the evolution of the, the playing card, essentially. Like, right. Like instead of, uh, oh, I got, I got, you know, a Babe Ruth rookie card and he's swinging a bat and like, it, like I have, it's I have thing, LeBron James you know? slam dunk from December 19th, 2019. I, I guess the thing where they lose me is I don't understand how, how you, you exclude people from enjoying it by owning it. Right. Right. Like well, to, to your point, you can just go online and watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like you could—you're the only one that owns that clip. See, like, but I it's not—it's not like you can keep people like owning it. Doesn't make you like have the the power to be like you can't watch this now, right? See, that <laughs> is what would get me excited about without it. my without my permission, right? Or without paying me to see it. Like I always, when I think about it, I think that's what confuses me because I saw uh, Kings of Leon band. Yes, they released their newest album as an NFT. Yes. And so people, and so I was like, what are you, what is that? What are you talking about? You release it as an NFT. I can play the whole album on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a way that you, that like super fans can show that they're super fans 
and then yeah. they get access to like cover guess, art, digital cover art and stuff like that. Yeah. I think there's a few, they've planted a few like golden tickets within those. So if you're, get, you're one of the lucky ones, you get you know, that four front row tickets for life to all their shows. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. I think it's a way, I mean, I think it does make sense for the music industry because they've been so gutted by like Spotify and things like that. And by like just see like streaming services and all that kind of stuff, I feel like that maybe this is a, like something they can do to give the like the artist a little bit of power back. That that I do understand, but like, wouldn't you want it so that there would have to be some platform that you would need to uh, show that you own the album in order to play it? Like, how, like think of the experience that it would be like. Hey, Michael, I purchased the Kings of Leon NFT. Yeah. And now you can have to, you need to come over to my house in order to listen to it. I mean, right. I know it like creates a barrier for like, for, for bands to grow, you know, like, but they're Kings of Leon or like, you know, they're a big band. Like you too puts out their new song and you buy a ticket and you have to have this token in order to yeah. listen to it. Right. Uh, that, that to me makes so much more sense rather than this like uh, purely status symbol that I have this token that proves that i am a super fan yeah i'm the only thing i can think about right now that just popped into my head is martin shkreli uh you remember that guy the the guy who uh, who, like hiked up the hiv medicines medicine price the the, the epipens was it yeah i don't know i think it was i think it was many anyways he's he's in jail but he like he bought uh some like underground uh wu-tang album yes for like millions of dollars right and now I'm just like, well, if you have an NFT, I just assume you're Martin Shkreli like, so I don't even want to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> uh, let's go back to Top Shot real quick just to explain that yeah. a little bit though, because I, I, this is this is kind of all right. So NBA Top Shot, I guess it's this it's in conjunction with the NBA, right? So they're selling these highlights. You can go on their website, and with I think most most of this most of the transactions are being done with Ethereum. That's what mm-hmm. I read on the Ethereum so, blockchain. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Ethereum is a cryptocurrency. You can go, there's two ways to, I guess, acquire these highlights, which are the new trading card, but they're digital or they're clips. You can either buy packs from NBA Top Shot directly, which range from like $9 for super common uh, clips and stuff like that to, you know, $999, which would give you a pack with a chance to get like some crazy rare clip. But like, I guess what when they say rare or common, it's like the difference between getting, uh, you know, like I can't even think of like like JaVale McGee getting a rebound yeah. in one, or like you know Kobe hitting a turnaround fadeaway right in somebody's face in, in like a playoff game. Yeah, like I guess the NBA must be setting how many NFTs are sold of the better clips. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, who's who's weighing these out there? I guess it's just like. I guess there's maybe there's there's some kind of like public way in right on like what one's more important, but common doesn't necessarily common I think is a bad word because they're all unique right there you can't there's not multiples there's not duplicates in these things or is there could is, is could there be the same highlight but it's just its own NFT so there's it's not like the number at the very end of the code is off by one. I don't know. Well, like you know how like is it like when Porsche makes a special edition car they might write one, two, three, yeah. up, like 500. And you'd be yeah. like, I've got number 399 of this specific type of car. Right. Uh, I don't know if it's like I, we've given out 500 
Kobe turnarounds, Kobe fadeaways. There's four million Kyle Corvers in there. <laughs> I mean, isn't that how playing cards were like made rare? Like there were only fewer of them. I guess. Yeah. Like, was uh, there only one like Mike Trout rookie card? Certainly not. But that when that's the thing with like with baseball cards, what I've been finding is that there was there's such a surplus of late eighties to like nineteen nineties baseball cards, like ones that would be considered rare, that like traders are buying them in bulk and, and destroying them to like increase the value of their of their cards. That makes sense. Like early eighties and, and, and prior, I think, you know, those are more likely to to have a chance of being like graded highly and being worth yeah. something. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, it kind of brings me to this next point. Like I, I'm trying to think through, you know, why people are doing this. And mm-hmm. I mean, to the, to the, I, I understand the, the, the desire to be unique and to have something unique, you know, like the kind of, as I'd said, I, I think it would be cool to own a Porsche that was, you know, one, one of, of five, one of 200. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's cool. I get that. Right. Um, and I guess if you, if, if your friend group, if your community, like, like one thing that that's that is going on with a lot of these coins is, um, or these NFTs are like, as you were kind of saying in the beginning, you bought some gun skin, right? And there are other games and other communities that you have to purchase real, like take real dollars and and put them into the game, right? Correct. And um, and so if if your community is online and in those environments, like I could understand wanting to have something that's super unique in that world in that community but um but i i don't i don't fully see myself ever investing in an nft i don't know no i uh i actually tried to buy a top shot pack before this but i didn't <laughs> want to go through the whole rigmarole well, so, of like yeah of like getting in a getting on the ethereum blockchain and all that stuff so it it is a pain in the butt man yeah it really is you, you couldn't join, you, like, it would take you a couple of days because you got to get approved and all this stuff i mean it's super secure i guess so that's great but well but it also makes you a little worried like yeah you know like when i go through it and i'm like i don't know if i want to upload my driver's license yeah and like tell you everything about me just to make it super secure which i would want it to be right but like uh, the risk i'm taking is so that i can have a so i can prank NBA my top friend <laughs> <laughs> It's like, be like, hey, check out this Seth Curry, not even Steph Curry, the Seth Curry layup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I will say maybe maybe taking this view, this more pessimistic view is is uh, is similar to maybe a, a pessimistic view I took at Bitcoin in 2010. Like, as I, I said, coming onto this, I was looking, I, got, I went down a little rabbit hole of, you know, how in 2010, like we're graduating college, I. Uh, how much money you would have now if you if you invested a thousand dollars in Bitcoin? Uh, the, the answer is five hundred million dollars. Yeah, you'd have it. You'd be you'd be okay. You wouldn't. We wouldn't be doing this right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you would. It was uh, in two thousand ten. It jumped from eight eight ten thousand eight thousand no eight ten thousandths of a penny to eight cents point zero 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 eight. Yeah, yeah. It jumped from that to point zero eight. Yeah. Uh, in July of 2010. Yeah. Uh, with like the creation of the first exchange. Right. So that was like basically like we could have just been like, all right, we're just going to figure this out. Well, that's we're why I bought so much Dogecoin recently, because like it's all speculative. Right. Who's it's to say that Dogecoin can't be the next one? It totally could. I mean, if Dogecoin hits a thousand bucks in like eight years. See you later. I'm out. Done. 
Yeah, done. I'm done. But so if, there's always these articles that come out every time uh, Bitcoin spikes. So like uh, there was this developer in 2000, I think 11, um, paid 10,000 Bitcoins for someone to bring him two pizzas. Yeah. So everyone's like, this developer paid $500 million for two pizzas. Right. So it goes to this like weird paradox of you need people to use the coins yeah. to make them valuable, but you right. want to hold on to them. <laughs> right. Right. So it's like, it's, it's this weird paradox. Um, anyways, um, maybe, maybe, maybe I should be buying a bunch of NFTs. Like, um, but I think we can talk a little bit about some of the more expensive ones that have sold. Um, yeah. I mean, we can't talk NFTs without talking about Beeple. Beeple. This is yeah. insane, man. Mike Winkleman. Uh, he goes by Beeple. He's a digital artist, I guess. And so he sold, uh, it's, it's kind of like a, a collage or it's, 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 it's called the first 5,000 days. So this is a, a, a piece of digital art that took, you know, over 13 years to create. He made, uh, like tons of new drawing, like these ton, tons of like little pieces of, of artwork, I guess. And he sold this, it's called the first 5,000 days, just sold through Christie's clearinghouse for $69 million makes him one of the most, uh, valuable living artists on earth, like overnight, basically. Um, the guy's kind of a, he's kind of a bizarre dude. But I really, I've, in some interviews I've heard of him, he's pretty interesting. I really like the guy a lot. Yeah. I, I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard any of his interviews. Yeah. And you go check out Beeple for sure. But yeah, I mean, $69 million, most expensive, I guess, tr- tr- transaction, uh, for an NFT yet, but yeah. Um, and then, um, uh, Banksy, mm-hmm. Banksy had one of his paintings digitized and then yep. destroyed and sold oh. as an NFT. Okay. Um, and I, I have, I forget what the exact digit figure was, but it was, it was substantial millions of dollars, I believe. Right. Um, and, and, and one other thing I sh- we should mention is that I totally understand why artists like this as well, yes. because every time it gets traded, like so currently if you own a Picasso and you want to trade it to somebody else, you sell it. Uh and someone pays you ten million dollars. I don't know what it is. You get all that ten million. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, there are rules in the code that give royalties automatically back to the artist. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So like if 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 you were the artist that created that um if you're Beeples, yeah, you're you're gonna get five percent every time it changes hands forever uh the same way uh if you're um kings of leon every time those digitized arts change yeah. hands you, you'll get some money for it okay um i don't know it's, it's interesting i i kind of had this idea in thinking through the kings of leon thing like if you were making a movie and you're paying your crew and s- say you paid your crew you know a decent wage you paid them a wage but then you had a, uh, but then but then you sold tickets to the movie as an NFT, and that you only had a certain number of tickets. You only had a million tickets. Okay. And you uh, allocated to your crew and like all your investors and everybody that's a part of it a certain number of tickets. Right. And those went onto the exchange, and people bought and sold those. And so now people have just, you know. People get royalties every time, you know, Seinfeld gets a royalty every time you watch yeah. his show, right? Like it's a, but, but, but this would be entirely digital. It'd be transparent. You'd be able to just look at the blockchain and be like, oh, 
changed hands, I went into my went into my wallet immediately. And now I don't need to have some like, you know, you send me a check half it like two times a year every time, um, you know, settling up how many times things were watched. Um, I, I don't know. But but again, it's so just, would that just make the price of it increase infinitely? Well, so. I, I don't know if it would go infinitely, but there would be a. Well, who, where are these royalties coming? From? I guess it would be the same price, and you just don't get that much money. Like if I sold it to you for five dollars, I, you I would only get four, and a dollar would go back, or something like that. Well, so say 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 you put The Godfather, but so, so but, but this this definitely requires some form of um, platform mm-hmm. that limits who's watching it. Like it's not just having this token like like right. I, I was thinking so if you own an nft is that do you just want like a usb stick and then you're gonna put it in like one of those plexiglass things that you used to put like you know signed autograph baseballs that you'd get i think you keep it in like your, your uh you keep it in like your wallet your like digital wallet well i think you can do that but like what yeah. happens if your wallet gets hacked or something well, like you're you, you so, so that's what i mean so Digital wallets can't get hacked. I can't even log into my digital wallet. (laughs) There's no chance people can hack it. It's already hacked. I don't know how to get in there. I have to like send them a vial of my blood and then they'll let me in my (laughs) digital wallet again. Um, But, but yeah, so say you put the Godfather onto an NFT blockchain and and like you had a home movie theater Mm -hmm. and the only way that you, that you could watch the the Godfather was to come over to my house or go over to one of the other people who owns an NFT that you can watch the Godfather. Yeah. And then maybe like, I'm sick of watching the Godfather. I'm going to sell this NFT and I'll put it back on the exchange. And then during that, during the the exchange of it, uh-huh. I pay a royalty to uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Right. And he, you know, him and his crew get, get more money for it. Okay. But I mean, it's a major risk in terms of like, Hey, I, I, I'm making the Godfather or I'm making wild things three. Like, <laughs> Well, you know what happens then is that it's that's basically the they're gonna do a remake of that movie, that trash movie with Jack Black, Be Kind Rewind, where they like where he demagnetizes all the VHSs, so he has to reshoot every film in the video store. That's yeah. that's what's gonna happen with this. That's that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> we we've completely lost The Godfather. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you and I will be remaking it. That's right. I'll be we'll be remaking setting. Wild Things three as well. Yeah, I just wanna, um, I'll, I'll make re, re, remake Wild Things one. Oh, I have yeah. to update my draft. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move into the draft? Sure. So for this draft, we're going to pick moments in history that we want as NFTs. <laughs> Do we just, is this, is our draft the same every time? It's just a different, <laughs> I've got, different topic. <laughs> I sort of did a total troll on this. All right, good. Good. I'm right here. Then. Uh, right. Well, then I'll start off really seriously then. All right. Uh, NFT of the raising of the flag of the Battle of Iwo Jima. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Success. Classic Success photo. In the Pacific. Yeah, but I want it as a as a GIF. <laughs> <laughs> a little animated wave flag. Yes. Over and over again. I like that. Exactly. And emojis. Yeah. All right. Uh, That's my I'm first gonna one. take I'm gonna take Isaac Newton's apple. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, damn it. All right. Yep. Yep. Uh That's pretty and, good. And to bring up the fact that our, our draft is the same as always, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Titanic's iceberg. <laughs> I think I think that was one of mine from us. Okay, so I went moments and you went again. actual objects. <laughs> yeah, actual objects. That is, damn it. All right. 
And I wish I had not taken this so seriously now. Okay, I can change mine around a little bit. But this one's not going to be that. This is a moment. Uh, the Beatles' final live performance on top of the Apple Building in London in 1969 as oh. an NFT. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like that would be my second one. Third one. Uh, I had this as a moment, but actually, I just want I want the baseball, uh, the home run ball that bounced off Jose Canseco's head. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be a good one to have. Yeah. That, that that's a braggable NFT. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Ark of the Covenant so I can open it up and melt everybody around me that okay. looks at it. So not only historical, but also not real. But exactly. <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> good one. Okay. Uh, and um, oh, this one I thought was was. Uh, was good. Uh, uh, you should not ever start off by saying that. The tree that owns itself in Athens. Oh, okay. Quite yeah. clever. Quite yes. clever. There's a tree That's in very... Athens, Georgia that uh, owns itself. How, so meta, it, how meta is this? It's now just in the middle of a road and people to drive around it. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, a professor figured out some tax law that, that put enough money into an account that would pay for its property taxes. Yeah. So nobody can buy it. It right. has a very NFT... Uh, style to it. Yeah, it kind of does. Nobody Good can call. own it. Yeah. It owns itself. It owns itself. It's the freest tree in the world. Uh, okay. I'm going with uh, the double doink. Cody Parkey missing the game-winning field goal and the Eagles against the Eagles playing for the Bears in the 2019 NFC wildcard game where he hit both. <laughs> he hit two good one. field goal posts on one kick. Yeah. So I'll go with that moment. Great moment. Double doink there. And then to end it, I will take uh, Fergie singing the national anthem at the NBA All-Star Game in 2018. <laughs> That'll be my last one. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, What's your final NFT? My final NFT, because you said it was going to be so lame, is the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> You're stealing it, right? You're going to go Nicolas Cage on it. <laughs> I'm going to go Nicolas Cage and steal it. Okay, nice. Yeah. Excellent. Um. Honestly, I have no idea if anybody that listened to this has any better idea of what NFTs are or not after this conversation. <laughs> it's it's digital art. I, I feel yeah. like it's just it's like it's it's somehow unique, non fungible. I kind of want to buy some top shots now, though. Do you have any Ethereum? Uh, yeah, you could buy some on Coinbase. I, I can't get into my digital wallet, Michael. <laughs> I don't know how to get into it. <laughs> You're going to have to send that vial of blood, I think. Yeah. All right. We'll do that. Yeah. Do we? Do you have an idea of what we're going to talk about next week? Um, I, I want to have a little bit more conversation about how we can potentially, uh, you know, reformat some of the show. Spruce Revitalize. up the show. A little, okay. Yeah, a little spring cleaning. Let's um, do it. And so, yeah, I, I, I think we'll, we'll let our listeners know. I know we kind of like inexplicably took a week off, and I'm sure people are missing us. But, um, you know, I hope this was a good weekend of college basketball and you, you oh, yeah. didn't, didn't what miss are we us. doing? We got to log off. Us. There's basketball on right now. Yeah, that's right. Everybody, uh, first four days of March Madness started today. I guess the first four started last night. Yep. Uh, I don't ever really count those games. Michigan State UCLA was a banger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I, I did see the score. Um, <laughs> so everybody, Dynamite. NFT Dynamite. at this moment right here. Yeah. Uh, everybody have a great uh, weekend watch some basketball Friday and we beers. will talk to you guys Friday beers talk to you guys next week see ya